Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Well, Happy New Year, Denise. Series happy five. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> I, oh gosh. Yeah, it's been going on a while. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, we had decided that we weren't going to do New Year resolutions because this will not go air out for a little bit, but mm. probably in the same kind of bucket since we're talking about that. Um, New Year and Christmas can be incredibly stressful for them. Mm. Absolutely, and yeah. And you and I both had our stresses this year. I mean, they were they were fine. Everybody, we're fine. But <laughs> but li- life is a stressor, right? You have to learn how to deal with various things. And um, both of us were were very good in many respects. We took proper vacation time over yeah, the Christmas break. I, I did. Yeah, I've taken a proper break because last year was I would say it was pretty full on for me. I had an awful mm-hmm. lot to do. And uh, I mean, even the planned things that I had to do were pretty full on, you know, quite mm-hmm. hard going as it as they were without extra stressors thrown into the mix, unexpected right. things happening. Um, you know, like all the, all the things that happened that were unexpected in April um, mm-hmm. <laughs> through a spanner in the works, as it were. Um, cause I remember joking at the time saying it's a, it's a good job I know how to deal with stress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have my own plumbing disasters and things like that. It's, those are the, those are the stresses for me when it comes to having a business. I have mm. appointments with people and I know that a repair person's going to be at the door and I'm going to run down. So just that kind of juggling stuff. Yeah. I find quite stressful. Yeah. What do you, we, we were talking about stress signatures. Mm. Do you know what your own signature is for that? Oh, well, yeah, one of them, <laughs> one of them's the big no-no for me is I'm a stress eater. Oh dear. Yeah. So that, then I, As, I, so you note when you see yourself doing that, you realize that you're stressed or yeah, I've got myself. I, I surf that urge. <laughs> okay. What do you do about the stress itself? Um, find some other way of dealing with it. Hopefully um sort of practice what i preach my, my best de-stressor the mm-hmm. absolute best thing i can do to completely de-stress is go for a walk for about an hour and a half mm-hmm. um where i live it's about a four mile walk uphill and then a four mile walk downhill mm-hmm. um, which takes me between an hour and a half and two hours because i walk quite briskly um and that does the trick generally for me but it, again it's like when you're so stressed you can think, no, you're too wound up to do it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that feeling? Where you... Oh, frequently. Yeah. I, my, <laughs> used, used to be through you know, college and, and med school, used to be walking also, mm. but especially if it was raining. Mm. It was a good thunderstorm, I'm going out for a walk. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not keen on walking in the rain. I, my my favourite time for walking is when it's really cold, but the sky's blue and it's sunny. So, oh, yeah. Well, that in itself, that's, that's a, in itself, just the sun coming out makes mm. me feel tons better anyway. Mm. I don't know, necessarily lessens my stress, but it, I just, 
Yeah, I have so much more energy when the sun's up as it is today. Yeah, they are calling for snow a bit later. That may be a bit stressful for people to drive. Mm. You know, there's lots of different things. But but the the sort of stress that we had expected to talk about is the 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 more you can't do anything about the thing that is stressing you. The only thing you can do is affect how you respond to it. And depending on how many of them hit you at the same time. Mm. But, but yeah, see, I would say to that, though, you can actually build up that resilience beforehand, can't you? So that when life does throw a few lemons at you, you you're in a better place to deal yes. with it. So it just, I mean, I, I talk about that metaphorical stress bucket, don't I, quite a lot. Mm. Um, and what I'm saying is, you know, generally the way I look at things is if we can keep that bucket pretty low, when a lot of things get thrown in there, it still won't overflow, it won't push us over the edge, it's up ability to deal with things isn't it that on that ability right. to bounce back quickly but so you're not talking really about the stress or the thing which is stressing you mm. you're still going to wind up in the bucket it is again how you deal with it deal with it quickly and chuck it back out <laughs> that's what you're <laughs> suggesting but but um you know a lot of stressors you can't do anything about no you, know, you, no. Lo- you lose your job that's big and it has so many other things am i going to lose the house am i going to lose this am i going to lose mm. that there's so many other things. Mm. Um, but though, so how would you, if I came to you and said, I'm having all these stress headaches, mm. very, for me, headaches and, and pain in my back is when, where my body decides to tell me something's going on. Mm. Um, I'm better at recognizing that I've got too many things, balls to juggle that, mm. that I used to be. Um, I'm a bit more control over my life than I used to have, but what would your recommendation as a hypnotist be what would you suggest first to somebody who wants to get their stress levels down who's yeah got symptoms of headaches right exactly the head yes. the, you know I, I i can't get rid of this headache i i used to get migraines a lot um and, and they just would not go away but and it would tend to be i would i would key up and and use all my adrenaline to deal with the stress and when the stress was gone then i get the headache right okay well so, i would the first thing i would do is ask them to get checked out by the gp anyway because there course. could be a very good reason for that headache mm-hmm. um especially if somebody's you know developed over the last two or three months really bad headaches mm-hmm. then they really need to see their gp oh absolutely new yeah. well you know you know i insist on it anyway because there's mm. so many other things but <laughs> um I, no, not talk, you're talking about somebody talking about somebody who's had a chronic tendency to have headaches especially when, when they've been stressed yeah yeah uh well <clears throat> straight away sort of start working with them about how their life would be without the stressors without the stress how it would be mm-hmm. get them thinking along those lines get them to realize that you know things can be done without that stress they can move forward without that stress get them they to visualize it you 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 aren't going to be able to stop the stress or that, no. that is life as we were joking about before we came on air no, here but you know you, why would you get out of bed if there wasn't something stressing you so well, that's obviously we, we need quick, quick run to the bathroom or a quick run downstairs to get something to eat or you know, <laughs> getting, a, getting a lack of caffeine headache yeah. those, those are the stresses that get you out of bed yeah, I mean, in the morning. <laughs> we, we can't get rid of the stressors but what we can do is help people to be better prepared for the next lot of stress that comes along yeah. Um, because if they were better prepared in the first place, that the stressor would not or might not have affected them 
quite so much. Um, mm -hmm. And that that's the sort of angle I would go from. Yes, I mean, if you take a client into a lovely, blissful, relaxing trance, um, there's every chance by the time you bring them back out of it half an hour later, their headache may well have receded. Um, mm -hmm. And it may well stop it coming back as quickly. Um, if you if they leave you if they leave your practice relaxed, feeling better about themselves, feeling hopeful, then hopefully um, that will help keep things at bay. And then of course it's equipping them with all the other things to do over the week ahead. Do you do you teach your clients relaxation methods to use when they notice that stress is arriving yes. on their doorstep again? Absolutely, okay. yeah. I mean, we we both provide nighttime recordings, don't we, for our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also teach them various um, methods they can employ at various times of the day because we can't, you know, if we're at work, we can't always just put a recording on and go and lie down for 20 yeah. minutes, can we? <laughs> they do tend to frown on that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really simple things. I mean, you've, you've got different kinds of headaches, not that you need me to explain mm -hmm. that to you. Um, but a lot of headaches start with tension at the back of the neck, don't they? Exactly. Yeah, from sitting there and what have you. I mean, just doing some shoulder rolls can make such a difference. And it's it's something we can do four or five, six times a day throughout the day. Right. And that's something I actually do, especially when I'm sat at this desk for long periods of time. Um, and, and getting that message across to people that self-care isn't self-indulgence. It's, mm -hmm. it's about building that strength up, building that resilience. Um, right. that, that's the way I look at it. But, you know, getting back to what you're saying about in terms of hypnotherapy and in terms of people um, with their stressors, as it were, yes, we can't do anything about the stressors. We can alter the way that they look at them, though. We can alter yes. the way we can help them alter their perceptions of these stressors, because, you know, as well as I do, when we're really, really stressed out, when everything's on top of us, we will automatically do it automatically put my teeth in view everything mm -hmm. in the worst possible case scenario that's part of what we do when we're stressed isn't it we, mm -hmm. we, we don't see the good in anything um we tend to look at everything from the worst possible case yeah um, one of one of the most common uh things that people come to me is for anger management which mm. is usually usually stress related mm. so some of some of the work is to, for them to identify what it is that's causing this stressor to arrive we all have bills is it because you forget to pay your bills and therefore it suddenly becomes an emergency that that sort mm. of thing um i don't work with very many people who are economically challenged um mm. by a lot i mean we all are to some degree but but most people um it is bad general map that's not bad that sounds very judgmental mm. they haven't put in place the kind of habits that would allow things to be more automatic which of mm. course is what a habit is and then they then they would not be stressed you know any as much by those things okay so um, would you yeah. would you help somebody to identify bad habits then um, yeah well we'd we'd work backwards from what the stress is and how mm. that why is that stressful and not why are they identified as stressful? We tend to use the word incorrectly as we keep trying trying to correct ourselves and then make the same mistake because it's it isn't necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just mm. a thing. <laughs> um, somebody who's 
trying to plan their wedding is usually not realizing that they're stressed by it. They, they tend to think, mm. oh, I've got so much to do, but having so much to do and still go to work and still do all these other things, you know, that is a stress. So it's, and part of the stress is the fact that you're doing things that aren't part of your habit system. Mm. So anything that takes you outside of your habit system, which is your comfort zone, threat, right. takes you out of your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. It can yeah. be perceived as a threat. And we, that's why we don't like change, good or mm -hmm. bad. I mean, when you think yeah. about it, I mean, but, but, but who would say, oh, I'm really miserable because I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard for people to realize that that's what it is. Yeah. But when you think but, about it, some of the biggest things in our lives that we look forward to are actually the most stressful, even though they're supposed to be the mm -hmm. most enjoyable, i.e. getting married, having a baby, buying a house, buying a car, changing yeah. jobs. Um, you know, th there's a typical example. Okay. You go for the dream job. You, you go through the interview processes, everything else. And then you go to start there, probably one of the most stressful days of your life, even though you were looking forward mm -hmm. to it and you fought tooth and nail for the job and passed all the rigorous processes, et cetera. Um, it's still going to be incredibly stressful, isn't it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> because there's all these people looking at you doing your new job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, getting back to stress signatures though, it's what we feel perhaps when stress is coming on that it's those early indications or even little subconscious signs we might give off to other people they might notice before we do perhaps mm -hmm. um becoming a bit more withdrawn becoming very irritable yeah irritability and you know, sort of snapping at people when they didn't mm. really do anything you looked at me sideways don't do that <laughs> yeah or, or not having the time for people or the patience with them that you perhaps usually would have and then you go back to the to the good habits of getting enough sleep, mm. possibly more if it really is stressful. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, with the exception of people coming to me for headaches or backache or those kind mm. of semi-chronic, you know, comes and goes, but it's mm. still uh, problematic pain. And we've ruled out organic. <laughs> organic. <laughs> what a word, Denise. Organic uh, things. So physical reasons for those mm. pains. And, and indeed, emotional health also should be addressed yeah. by a physician. <laughs> um, but, but again, it can still be a good stress. The person has to acknowledge that they are stressed. They have to realize that it's their, their response. We need a new word. We need a, a, a word for the stress, the stress response. And that's two words, obviously, but it's too long. <laughs> but it's, it, it isn't the stress itself. It is their response to it. But to that it, could yeah. be tied to so many other things. Mm. Is, you know, did, was this a, a person who, when they were a child, they lost their house? Or, you know, some, there are all sorts of reasons that you could have um, idiopathic, <laughs> reason for a response that other people would not have because most people are going through the same stresses life yeah. is difficult maybe you're watching the news too much as i am at the moment mm. you know there's this all of those things will tend to give you less energy to fight whatever the next stress is mm. and so they build up well, you can't yeah, empty I mean, the bucket fast enough. <laughs> they, well, they say that, don't they, with watching the, the rolling news channels, etc. You're just pumping mm. all that negativity in. Because let's face it, bad news sells, good news doesn't. Right. Um, and it was bad enough when it was just, you know, six o'clock news. Now it's 24-7. Yeah, 
24-7 beating it to death because they've got to fill the time somehow and they're saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over. So yeah, repetition, 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 which yeah. is of course how we ingrain things in our minds, mm -hmm. um, good or bad. I mean, it's how we mm -hmm. develop habits, isn't it? By repetition. It's how we learn yeah, exactly. by repetition. You just think of tying your shoelaces. There's a good example of it. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that that's the thing. I mean, I, I've talked about it before with doom scrolling. That's the other thing, you know, we're, we're, we're scrolling on our phones for the news. And, you know, it's always the bad news that catches our eyes, isn't it? Hence, mm. it bleeds, it leads. Um, that's the problem. They tend to <laughs> tell you it constantly. But it's, it's like, okay, so... You, you, you touched on something there about why a stressor may affect one person differently from another um, in terms of it could be, well, it's down to their sort of their window on the world, what's happened in their life previously and what have you. Mm -hmm. So therefore, would we sort of help to settle their subconscious mind with hypnotherapy? We do something there. You might work, depending on how traumatic the memory was, and if they're able to identify a specific memory, then mm. we could certainly help them take the color out of that memory. You don't get rid of a memory, no. <laughs> but but you can change the way you respond to it. You can change mm. how how huge it feels in in mm. your psyche. Um, mm. So yes, I would I would do that if they can identify a particular thing. Mm. Bother them. Most of us are made up of lots of particular things and they're all sort of related. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've had, had a few had... people come and say, I, I have a really bad relationship with my mother <laughs> and they don't seem they don't seem to want to have a better relationship. They just want to get rid of the bad memories. I would assume mm. if they got rid of some of the bad memories, you know, because grown ups grow up too. a lot of people are parents when they're too young well, <laughs> or they haven't yeah. had the, the stress of being a mother is quite <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've actually had a similar discussion with another client recently and a, a point I made to them, and it's, it is a massive generalization, um, but I do think it's appropriate in perhaps the majority of cases. At the time of their life, most people have their children. They have the least time and they have the least money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's the way it goes, isn't it? And th th this stems from a discussion about grandparenting um, mm -hmm. the amount of people who've said to me both personally and professionally about how they look at their parents as grandparents and how they're much better grandparents than they were parents it's like well yeah they've got the time and they've got the money now <laughs> and they've had the practice yeah too. and they've had the practice yeah. as well yeah. <clears throat> but it, it's like again there's a, there's a good example of stressors how you how they would deal with it how a parent would deal with it differently from a grandparent mm -hmm. and traditionally people have children in their early 20s not yeah. all of us by any means me included but <laughs> you know you're not finished growing up until you're about 25 that's when adolescence officially ends yeah so you've got a lot you're still learning yourself yeah of course you are so, so parents who feel like they're they cut yourself a break and don't you know by all means improve but <laughs> But don't beat yourself up for it because we all make mistakes. Oh, absolutely. And they don't come with a manual, do they? <laughs> no, neither, neither child nor parent comes with a manual. <laughs> so, yeah, so thinking about the some specific stressors then, you've got financial worries, yeah, employment mm -hmm. worries, family worries. Um... All right, here right now we've got the election worry. 
Mm. Lots of political and other news, in, you know, mm. wars in other people's countries. And, you know, this, there's a ton of stuff that we actually, it's only recently, in recent history, that we've had this in your face all the time. It used to take month, weeks and months to get news from a war zone. If, if you had somebody serving overseas, they were gone for a couple of years at a time. Yeah, I mean, I can remember back in the 80s, the Falklands War, even that, mm. you know, it was two or three days behind when we got the news. Right. No, not now. It's as as it unfolds. And so yeah. it's even more stressful. You feel like you're there when you're not. Do you find that people come to you for one thing, but actually they come, actually the problem is another thing? Well, funnily enough, I always say, or I often say, um the reason is never the reason that they come to see you for mm -hmm. <laughs> um it, it, especially when it comes to stress because people are perhaps that stressed out um that again they're failing to see things with clarity and mm -hmm. you know they, they want help with stress but then it's like well let's look at like you say let's look at the stressors let's look at the things that are causing this in the first place mm -hmm. and you know how would it be if you reacted differently to it? How would you like to react to this kind of thing? How would you mm. like to be able to cope with it? Or how have you coped with it in the past? Yeah. Why is why is today the day you came to see me? What was different mm. about today from yesterday? Or, you know, the week that you go that you made mm. the appointment? What was different? Mm. Do you ever have people make an appointment? Because both of us do initial consults. Do they ever come to you for an initial consult and by the time they actually have their appointment, they've sort of half dealt with the problem already? Uh, yes, I've, I've had it in the, in the question of people have said just after the initial consult, I feel better already, as in mm. not... Just knowing better. they're heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, it's like, you've said this to me before as a doctor, when somebody goes to see their GP over here, um, mm with I, I don't know think of any particular thing where they're not feeling well at all they go to see the doctor the doctor writes them a prescription you immediately feel better walking out because you'll get a surge of feel good just knowing that you're going to get some pills that will it help is. you it's also just knowing somebody heard and, and yeah. it was a valid concern that you had yeah and i think that's the same thing for us as therapists although obviously we don't write prescriptions out just the fact that if somebody feels that they've connected with you and that you've understood their issue and you've helped other people with these issues, they will start to feel better. They've got Another, hope. If you've got hope, you've got something right. then, haven't you? And not that I think they should not go to the doctor, they should, mm. <laughs> if they're worried about something. But just talking to a friend can be extremely therapeutic oh, yeah. too. Absolutely. You know, that, a, a, trouble ha a trouble shared is a trouble halved, right? So, that, but it sounds like you're putting on your friend, which is, a, you know, we don't want to do that. but. It is nice to hear it out loud and it's, oh, it's only that thing that I have to deal with, not this thing in, inside you, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger every time you think about it. Yeah, I mean... It, because we're concentrating on it, as you say. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes we just need to clear it out of the way, don't we? Um, yeah. So like you say, sharing that with a friend is a brilliant thing to do, but also um, in terms of something that may be unresolved when people just keep going over the same argument in the head with something that's happened in the past with somebody and they can't change the past. You can't, mm -hmm. It's gone, it's done, it's finished. No matter how many times you might reinvent the argument in your head and wish it ended differently, it didn't. Um, and I've suggested before now to write everything down as a letter and then burn it. Um, that's yes, a good I... way of getting closure on something. Right. 
It's actually one of the ways I, I deal with bad memories. I have mm. people in trance write themselves letters. <laughs> <laughs> you actually physically have them write it down and burn it? I've, I've done it. I've done it before now, yes. Yeah. I've asked them to do it before yeah. now. Um, and I've done it in trance as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you, you mentioned something before, actually, a little bit earlier on in this conversation about taking the colour out of a bad memory. Yeah. Um, do you literally do that with visualisation? Yeah. 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 And that, and that if it's an argument, then you take the you, you either make the voice a ridiculous voice, mm. or you make it so tiny it can't be heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it is amazing, isn't it? Because if and you can apply this to a lot of things in hypnotherapy with clients. For example, if they're going back to headaches, okay, mm -hmm. you you can ask a client or backache. You can ask a client to try and just make it a little bit worse, a little bit worse, make the pain a bit more intense, and they can do. Yeah. So then, then when you say, well, you can do it the other way as well. Well, that's that's what you do with the control room. Yeah. You prove yeah. to the person, yes, you have control over some of this. Not, again, don't get rid of a pain if it's giving you important information. Mm. <laughs> Deal with the important information part, then we'll get rid of the pain. But, um, yeah, I use control rooms for a lot of things. I mm. so most people have got good. Sort of, they, I, I wonder what they're control looks like i wonder if it's sort of a willy wonka thing you know <laughs> very cartoonized yeah. oh, oh no mine would be sleek and black with little silver buttons slider buttons oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> to each his own that's fine yeah <laughs> what would yours look like um actually i think i'm very old-fashioned dials okay no, that tends to be more probably because that's when, when i worked in the lab that's when we had i'm old remember I think most of my stress these days is is voicemail and and trying to get things done because of all the AI stuff that's happening. It's just so infuriating mm. to me that um, you know if, if I'm if I'm trying to get through because I didn't get a package or something, it's just hours and hours and hours of having to, and I've got nine hundred other things to do. Right? Okay, that's, that is one thing that my... really gets my goat. Really, yeah. get, here, here we go. Yeah, stress stress bucket filler for me. Yeah. Right. Like you say, if you're trying to get through to a company that you've purchased something from and you've got a query, uh, whatever, you know, or non-delivery or something, and you're through to the chatbots, and it's 25 minutes faffing about with that right. by the time you can get to speak to a human being. Okay, that's one thing I really, really do not like about progress. Um, yeah. You can't pick up the phone and get through to a human being in a reasonable mm -hmm. amount of time. Yeah, or, and sometimes at all, there are mm. several services things like Amazon, which is taking over the world. Yeah. Um, you can't, you can't get human. I, I did once, but it was like a couple of years since the last time I, I don't know what button I pressed to get. There's no, there's no obvious pathway um, to get to a human. <laughs> However, that's a different, that's an existential problem. Uh, <laughs> what, when, what do you, what do you find a client comes to you first for? How do they, I did, do people call you? I, like I said, I have people call and say, I, I want to have, be better with, I feel too stressed. I want to get rid of the stress, but more likely they're going to say, I want help with anger management or sleep or back pain. Yeah. Thing that may be stress related. Very rarely do they use the word stress. It tends to be the word anxiety. Mm -hmm. mm. And people saying, I feel anxious. Um, and more than one person has said about having a sort of impending feeling of doom. That's a terrible thing to say to a doctor. 
They would they get very worried about that. What do mm. you do if, if somebody says that to you? What do you do? Uh, well, do you check they've seen their doctor lately. <laughs> I, I do, and I've I've had that said to me on more than one occasion by people who are already on prescribed antidepressants. Hmm. I wonder if they're actually feeling it. Then I mean, it. it there's only a couple of diagnoses when you're in the emergency room. If you hear somebody say that, you like drop everything mm. and run because there, there are a few things it, that would that would really upset me. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, the look on their faces as they said it, I can say I have a feeling of impending doom when clearly I do not. You know, mm. it's not, this is not. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that to me, when on further investigation, it's just been that feeling of overwhelming despair right. and not knowing right. where to look or what to do. I mean, I did have a case of somebody coming to me, um, ringing me up for a consultation um, who had been to their doctors, been diagnosed with depression and prescribed antidepressants. And they were ringing me up five days later to say the tablets weren't working. So Time it's like, well... Dear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they won't do by now. <laughs> um, but but uh, then except you... except for that lovely little semi placebo thing, I've mm. got something for this. I'm going to feel better. Yes, but yeah. Well, so, then uh, I, I was able to take the time to explain to them how that medication works. Their GP yeah. in a ten minute slot wouldn't have had the time to explain to them. Right, or the pharmacist either when they filled the yeah. prescription. Well, the pharmacist you... may have had the time, but over here. People perhaps wouldn't think of asking the pharmacist. Well, I I think it's quite hilarious. They talk about HIPAA here. You know, it's all patient privacy. Then mm. they yell your name, give you the medicine, ask, do you know what to use it for? You know, it's but you should be in a, a, a quiet consulting room. They don't have time to do that. Mm. So back up a little bit. When you get a client like that, have they been pre-screened or these are the people that are coming from the clinic? So they've already had no, 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 connection I'm with somebody? About- in that particular case, I'm talking about clients that have just come to me, they found me on Google or the website or whatever. So, so how do you make sure that they've, they've been cleared medically? Well, as I say, just thinking of this one particular person, they'd been prescribed antidepressants five days previously. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they hadn't had a chance to sort of take effect. Um, this person obviously had, you know, hadn't had their expectations managed properly. I think mm-hmm. they were thinking, you know, they could take the pill and the next day they'd feel better. It's um, oh, often the problem in medicine. People, mm. it's just everything's a quick fix mm. because it's marketed that way. I don't mean to. It, it just it's unfortunate. No, but ultimately, with everything, you know, anything we keep put off and putting off and putting off are things yeah. that we have to deal with. And it, it is that lovely, obvious, really. But whenever you try and avoid doing something because it's going to take too long. It's going to take longer. Yeah. And you've used all that energy to push it away and push it away. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to need to deal with it. So on that note. Well, I, I still say self-care, which is not just a mani-pedi. It no. is taking care of yourself properly. So dealing with problems in an appropriate fashion mm. when they happen and getting help when you need it. Yeah. Now that's the thing, isn't it? Asking for help. Some people are mm. very reluctant to do that. Yeah, for lots of reasons. Mm. I have to. I have to admit I have this problem, or just they, you know, or they feel like they shouldn't. That's yeah, a very common they, women women's memes all the time. That yeah, or they may feel they, ridicule or something like that. I mean, that, yeah, that's you know, that's the thing. I mean, just as a final 
message to people watching or listening to this never ever feel daft consulting either of us about something because mm -hmm. you know or, if or it's something that's affecting sure. you if it's something that is making you feel bad making you feel anxious making you feel stressed we can very probably help with it and we wouldn't laugh right. would we no never no of course not no but you know, we're not going to pay the bill, but we can, you can talk to us about it and we can help you. <laughs> help you figure um, it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Exactly. Hypnosis for figuring it out. <laughs> well, just by de-stressing, somebody's in a better position to figure things out. Because again, mm -hmm. when we're stressed, when we're overwhelmed, we can't think straight. We can't focus. We can't give things our exactly. attention. Good cry, cup of tea and a nap. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. In that order. <laughs> right, well, we'll catch you on the next one, Denise. We'll have a guest right, next yeah. week. We're not sure who Thank yet, you. but we will have one. All right, okay, see you next week. Bye. bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.